The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Men on the face of the earth, Chase Madorsky and Alex Spector. Welcome to episode 12 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. With our producer, Sam Beck, and my co-host, Alex Spector. He's back. I am back. He didn't really go away, it turns out. Uh, He was in New York City, not too far from us, but he's a busy bee. He just got promoted, and he just won a trip to the Bahamas. Uh, So this is the last time you're going to hear him for who knows how long. Yeah, I'll be hanging out in the Bahamas, drinking God knows what. Taking his roommate. Going to be a nice romantic weekend. (laughs) What do you... Get a plus one. Who better to bring than your hairy, bald roommate? So you actually transition into my next point perfectly. Um, how many drinks in the Bahamas do you need to be deep for you to wax, JB? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, first of all, I wouldn't even know where, how to even do that. Um, you wouldn't just do it 40-year-old virgin style, get some honey and just... Mm. <laughs> well, also, here's another thing. It's like, how many drinks deep do I have to be isn't really the concern. It's more about JB. JB, how many drinks deep do you have to be to let Spectre so, wax you? I've been dry waxed before. My back was so bloody from it. But I've done it properly at, like, European Wax Center in New Jersey. Shout out to them. And Where's the European Wax Center? It was... As a fellow Harry Jersey and like myself. Summit or something like that. Summit's close to me. I can make yeah, that I work. Was, I think it was Summit, but uh, it hurt a lot, but it was manageable, and I was clean for a good month. I uh, actually, for my 21st birthday, I believe, uh, my, JB's gift to me was that I could take a full <laughs> hand of his chest hair and rip it as hard as I could out. Uh, it was unreal. JB, how'd it feel? I'd hurt a lot. There's a good picture of it. There's a great picture of it. You find it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we, were, we were a few drinks deep on that one. Few? I think I had like 15 Negronis that night. We may be posting that on our Facebook page. Uh, so if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you may see a picture of JB's hairless chest. Sign. Sign. <laughs> All right. Let's talk baseball. All right. So yeah, we got a good sports, uh, good show Plan for you today. A lot of news around the MLB. Uh, but we will start off with our Bavada Sportsbook Picks of the Week. Uh, we're not going to score last week's because due to timing, uh, we were choosing some Fugazi over-unders and run lines for the Cubs-Cardinals game. Uh, this week, Spectre is back. Do you want to tell Spectre how we did two weeks ago since he wasn't here to, oh, I can't even to hear it? I don't think uh, he did that bad. No, I, did, I definitely did. No, he did really bad. Yeah, because I looked... I looked uh, Right after we recorded, and I was like, oh boy. I think you went two for seven, and you like lost $49 or something. Oh, good thing I, yeah. uh, well, my bank account, back in business. So That's good. Back in business, you got a new card? Yes. Yeah. I'm supposed to send in something to the bank, and I forgot to do that, but. Isn't it great that we have these podcasts to remind you? That's right. Someone's got to remind me. All right, so we will get going with our picks. 
Um, so I didn't put it on the notes because the game was supposed to be happening. Um, but the Yankees-Orioles game has been delayed. Uh, so we will start with that game. Um, Bavada has the line at Yankees minus 1.5, minus 135. Yankees minus 250, Orioles plus 210. Uh, we only have four games to pick, so you only have to pick the spread on one. And right now... Jonathan Lewiska is pitching, not pitching for the Yankees. It's Luis Sessa. The bullpen is not very deep today. Give me the Orioles plus 210. I don't think this game's going to happen tonight. <laughs> it's supposed to be raining all night. <laughs> this picture, meanwhile, is unreal. I just yeah. got it set to us. <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a winning picture. Um, if the game does happen tonight, give me the, what is it, two and a half, you said? Minus two fifty spreads always one and a half. Oh, good show which I know. Um, give me, the, <laughs> give me the Yankees minus one and a half because they're better and they're. At so that's Bavada has that at minus one and a half, minus one thirty five. Sam, how about you? Um, I'm going Yanks minus one and a half as well. JB, guess pick. What do you got? Uh, Orioles plus one and a half. Wow. Orioles plus one and a half, plus one fifteen. That's when you know a team's bad when they're plus one, really plus anything, and still plus well, to make money. Their record is so much better than how they actually are. They are horrible. Dwight Mullins, their one, their one guy, Richard Blyer aside, Michael Gibbons, who's become their closer, is he's good. Actually, pretty good. Dude, he's one of those guys that was like a shortstop coming up and then ended up becoming a closer. And then it was like, well, you could throw a ball. 100 miles per hour to first. Let's just have you throw that to home plate. Right. He rocks the sideways hat really hard. Really, yeah, big time. He could really, be, he could really be really the hard. second coming of Fernando Rodney. Uh, just because he wears a sideways hat? Pretty much. Okay. Hard throwing reliever with a sideways hat. Uh, okay, fair. How many other guys do you know that wear a sideways hat? CeCe uh, used to have a slight. Yeah, he used though. to do this. Another guy who wears a sideways hat, John Lester. Yeah. Who, despite being in his, I guess, late 30s at this point, uh, best, Nas- best ERA in the National League. I wonder how close he's going to get the 250 wins. He, I th- want to say it was John Heyman tweeted about. He's a really interesting Hall of Fame case. He's 35. Um, but he's he's also a guy who, you know, when you look at some of the best free agent signings of all time, John Lester's got to be up there. Just because when he signed with the Cubs, it was, I think, 2015. And the yeah. Cubs were still the bottom of bottoming out team. That was the year Chris Bryant came out. And he was the guy who really came in and changed the culture for them. Yeah, I mean, he went nineteen and five in his second year, and dude, he's still going. He's still uh, he's only what he's got one hundred eighty career wins. See, that's the thing, dude. Like you always think these guys have more wins than they do, and then like like he's not even going to sniff two hundred fifty. No, he's thirty five years old. There's literally no chance. Yeah, I mean, he'll be an interesting case though if he gets to like two hundred ten wins. Well, he's got what two rings, three rings, three rings. Yeah, he'll be all three or four. He'll be all fan, right? He might have four, actually. Yeah. No, three. Mm. The 2013 with Boston, 2007 with Boston, and then the one with the Cubs. Yeah. He's but, all and he's a stud postseason pitcher. Yeah. Like, John Lester, I think of a big game pitcher. I mean, he's made 26, 22 starts in the postseason. That's a healthy amount. And in the postseason, 9-7 and seven with a 2-5-1 ERA, 1.019 whip. Take that. Sideways hat. All you young pitchers out there, if you're wearing a sideways hat, maybe you'll be a Hall of Famer. I feel like it was always like when we were younger, like literally the kids who would wear sideways hats to pitch were always like the fat kids. You know? I didn't wear a sideways hat, if that's what you're wondering. No, I was, I, I wore, was hoping to know. My hat was very, very curved. Really? Yeah. Curved oh, right, I right see you doing yeah. that. 
It was always like the like the fat kid that like just like couldn't throw a strike. Either that or the kid who threw gas and couldn't throw a strike. Yeah, that too. All right, so back to our Bavada picks. Uh, next game, Indians White Sox about to start. Shane Bieber, your boy, on the hill for the Tribe. Reynaldo Lopez for the White Sox. Indians minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. White Sox plus one and a half, minus one hundred five. Indians minus one fifty eight. White Sox plus one thirty eight. Uh, this will be. This is a tough one. Give me the. Uh, Give me the Indians minus 158. I'm all in on that, too. I love Shane Bieber, as you know. Sam? Um, Do we know if Shane Bieber's related to Justin? Probably not, but Justin Bieber just came out with a new song, apparently. That's cool. Pretty good. I'm going to go with the White Sox here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. For reasons I will not disclose. Plus 138 or plus one half? Plus 138. All right. Who is Ronaldo? Uh... What's his name? Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez. Uh, He was traded for Adam Eden. Okay. I don't know if that does anything for you. The outfield Adam Eden, not the former pitcher Adam Eden. Correct. Uh, The outfield Adam Eden, good on base guys on our fantasy team. Doesn't do a whole lot else. No. Ronaldo Lopez stinks. (laughs) Yeah, he's not very good. Dude, Shane Bieber is going to like... Although Ronaldo Lopez, like two weeks ago, did strike out like 14 guys. He's a 6'3", 8 ERA. All right. Well, the rest of the starts haven't been that good. Uh, I'm out on, on Reynaldo Lopez. 9.40 Eastern Time. Pirates with Nick Kingham at Arizona with Robbie Ray on the mound. Pirates plus 150. Diamondbacks minus 175 on your money lines. Uh, Bavada has the Pirates at plus 1.5, minus 125. Minus 1.5, plus 105 for the D-backs. This is going to be my spread game. Give me minus 1.5, plus 105 for the D-backs. I got Robbie Ray in fantasy. Strikes out a lot of guys. And I think this is the game he only walks three guys as opposed to five. The Pirates sent Jung Ho Kang to the DL this or IL today, so that's a disaster. Didn't he get in trouble for like beating up his wife? I was gonna say, or like a politically correct statement. Something he did something not great. DUIs, domestic abuse. What a terrible human. He's only hitting one thirty three this year. But he was sick in spring training this year. Yeah, people thought. Um, I am going to take in this game Robbie Ray uh, minus one and a half. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Got a ride. He's good, dude. He is good. Kingdom, I don't really Robbie know. Ray, I think, will be shipped on the deadline at the deadline for a good team. Yeah, he's been solid. Wouldn't he? Didn't he start his career as a closer? Am I thinking of someone else? Wasn't there I a different Robbie someone Ray? else? I don't know another Robbie Ray. He's still in the Orioles. There's a guy, something Ray. Remember that? Shane Ray. I'm gonna do is something. Shane Ray the linebacker for the Broncos? Yeah, Shane Ray. Plays JB is saying yes. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. Yeah. And Ray Malaluga was the linebacker for the Bengals. Ooh, Ray Lewis was the linebacker for the... Uh, he also did something not so All right, well, do we have a Ray on the Steelers? Let's, let's just knock out the whole division. We well, said Ray Rice the Baltimore Ravens again. He also did All right, I'm going to transition off this subject before it uh, goes down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, Sam, so what's I'm going to take Chris <laughs> Ray. That's who it was. <laughs> of course. Remember him? Speaking of Ray, did you guys watch the game the other day and see the Devil Rays throwback jerseys? Yeah, they were on route. Great jerseys. Unbelievable. Terrible team. Terrible team. I'm going to go with the D-backs money line. Okay. D-backs money line, uh, minus 175. Another quick did tangent. You, did you take the D-backs money line, too? No, I took a minus one and a half. Did you, do you know, uh, so the Rays have three numbers retired. Jackie Robinson, Wade Boggs, which was like, they he signed with them, got the 3,000th hit. That was part of the money grab. And the third player to have, or the third person, I should say, to have their number retired by the Rays, JB is so intrigued. I couldn't think of who it was because it's not a player. I thought maybe Fred McGriff. I was thinking Rocco Baldelli. I was, I was thinking maybe, I was thinking Vaughn. maybe like Carl Crawford, <laughs> Greg Vaughn, Don Zimmer. 
Really? Wow. Don Zimmer was a senior advisor with the Rays for 11 years, and it was the longest he's ever been in the front office slash coaching role with the team. And then Pedro threw him to the ground. <laughs> what number? Did Which you is wear? so absurd. Don Zimmer, they retired 65 for him. Nice. He probably wore a side by side back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah. He's dead, right? Yeah, yeah. he died. He's dead. R.I.P. Wait, so Chris Ray was the closer for the Orioles in 2005. Do you want to know who he replaced? I think I know the answer. Chris actually. Ray was the closer for the Orioles in 2005. He replaced BJ something. BJ yeah, Ryan. Yeah, BJ Ryan. Wow. He went to the Blue Jays. They were supposed to be good that year, and they were. BJ Ryan just got super hurt. And last game to pick for the day: Mariners and Mike Fires coming off a perfect game against Kikuchi. Uh, who may be, or may not be a cheater. Those are two talking points we have later on. Mm-hmm. Bavada has Oakland plus minus plus one and a half, minus 175. Mariners minus one and a half, plus 155. Plus 104, minus 124 for the money line. On this game, Fires is coming off a perfect game. Uh, so I don't think he's going to pitch well, but I don't think cheaters win. So give me the A's plus 104. Ooh. I am going to take... The Mariners minus 124, because I think Fires is going to have, uh, it's just like you said, it's going to have a no-hitter hangover. Per- no, no-hitter hangover. Props. Go no baseball. I'm going to do the A's money line. A's plus 104. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our Bavada picks of the week, and we'll uh, we'll see how we do this week. This 2007 Blue Jays team was hysterical. Is De- no, Delgado's gone by then. No, it's Greg Zahn as the catcher. Also an Oriole. Dude, the, sh- the Troy Gloss was on this team. Troy Gloss was RBI. Frank Thomas was the DH on this Wait, team. was the first baseman my boy RBI machine Lyle Overbeck? It was, yeah. Aaron Hill at second base. Yep, yep. Uh, Shortstop is Yunel Escobar maybe? No, there's no chance you get this. Kind of a hint? Most average baseball player of all time. Oh. Not named uh, Miguel Cairo. I said Craig Council? <laughs> no. Louis Soho? No. No, good guess, no. <laughs> also not. The Yankees had like consistently that like really average guy. They had Luis Soho, Enrique Wilson, and Miguel Cairo. Like, Nick Johnson. Three. Nick Johnson. Tony Clark. Was a, Head yeah, of the Tony, Players Association. Tony Clark was a good defender. Tony John Clark McDonald was the shortstop. I was going to get BJ Surhoff. Ooh, he didn't play shortstop though. All right, let me think. Sal Fasano was the backup catcher. Was Vernon still on the team? Uh, yeah. So you had Vernon. Right field you could probably get. Left field, you should probably get actually. Hmm. Just give me some hints. Alex Rios. Okay, good hint. <laughs> and then Adam Lynn was in left field. I would never have thought Adam Lynn played the outfield. Just because by the time. Dude, the backups on this team. The backup catcher was Jason Phillips with the Rex Specs. Remember him? Dude, that lineup's actually not that bad. It's a good lineup. I remember I remember being young and seeing this team and saying, like, wow, this team's actually Was that the year Aaron Hill casually hit 37 home runs? Uh, no. It was not. But they also had... Was it the year Lyle Overbay casually hit 50 doubles? Uh, yeah. No. It was the year that Aaron Hill casually hit 50 doubles. All right. Close enough. That. Dude, and then Roy Howdy, A.J. Burnett, Sean Markham... Sean Markham, you remember when we picked him up? No. I think of Sean Chacon. Yeah, Sean Chacon. Also their X Facts. Would you guys rather looking through history, Sean Chacon or Aaron Small? Oh, Aaron Small, dude. JB? Small the one year. Well, so did Chacon. Small. Yeah, but Chacon was ugly. He was ten and zero. Small was a goofy white guy who went ten and zero and beat the Red Sox. I know. It was so all time. Yeah. Sam, anything to add? Nope, you guys seem to have it covered there, so... Alright, cool. So, moving along to the present, as much as I love talking about the 2007 Blue Jays, looking around the league at the standings, the AL East is heating up. 
You got the Rays only a half game in front of the Yankees at 24 and 15. Yanks second, 24 and 16. Red Sox uh, riding a five-game winning streaker in third, 22 and 19. Blue Jays in fourth, 16 and 24, and the Orioles in last at 14 and 26. So let's talk about the East real quick. Um, Red Sox are gonna win this division. Dude, I wouldn't count out the Yanks still. No, neither would I. But I, I think right now. You know, I think the Rays are in an interesting spot, and we're going to give Tyler Glass now a little bit more of a shout-out um, and a little bit for being on the injured list. I, I think the thing that worries me with the Rays is eventually these openers are going to get worn down, mm-hmm. and when Glasnow, who's one of your three starting pitchers, is hurt, uh, that could be troublesome. Yeah, he's I also out th- for a while. I right? also think, like, you could win... Yeah, he's out 46 weeks with four arms, I guess. And you could see, I don't know if you watched that game on Friday, as soon as he threw the pitch, he was doing the yeah, wave, yeah, like, get out, come help yeah. me. Um Otani just hit a home run, and I benched him today in fan. Did I bench him today in fantasy? For the record, I think that that guy, when he's back as a pitcher, he should be able to do get both points. I think you need to draft them separately. Yeah. Otherwise, he's by far the most valuable player in fantasy. Yeah, so draft him first overall. That's crazy, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, I think the Rays, you know, when you don't have a stud in your lineup, I think Tommy it's a close thing to a stud that they have. Dude, who's this guy they had? Uh, Austin Meadows. Well, he and him, he's really good. But they have the guy with Diaz. He's good also. They're all good. Diaz, right? That's his name? I'm talking about. Yeah, they're all good hitters, but I think you need a standout bat. Because when you're a team that's built on the bullpen, I think you need eventually a standout bat, which they don't have. You know, you mentioned the Red Sox. As soon as Mookie Betts started hitting and Rafael Devers uh, was leading the AL in hitting. 500. I mean, that lineup has really woken up these past few games. Chris Sale had an immaculate inning. We're going to talk about that in a yeah, little bit. I mean, the rotation looks good. And again, this is a team that... Are, it, the parallels between them and the Dodgers last year are so similar where there was a bit of a World Series hangover, but now that the ball's rolling, yeah, they're I mean, crushing they're, it. They're, I mean, listen, they're still like... They're the defending champs. They didn't like really lose anybody. Kimball. And now that Sales got his, his uh got it figured out again, which is wild to me because he was so bad. I so thought he was hurt. And then his last two outings, he's been like. Is my Sales side young pick still alive? If he pitches like this, there's... I think your Mookie back to back MVP pick is more likely than your Sale pick. And you know what? This is where we'll talk about the Yanks because I don't think I have anything in my notes about the Yankees. Um, this team just keeps doing it. And now the reinforcements are finally coming. Uh, Aaron Hicks was activated today, although Andahar went back to the IL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Gio Urshela, I mean, this is yeah, a guy we got for depth, and he's hitting in the 330s. He's been so clutch the entire year. And he uh, doesn't make an error per game, which is great. He's unbelievable at third base. Um, and again, I, I just think the biggest concern for the Yanks is going to be the bullpen has been great. Mm-hmm. Tommy Canely has been maybe the best reliever in baseball. Chad Green looked good. And Chad Green, whatever he did in the minors, it looks like got his head on straight. Uh, which, again, I shared the tweet with you guys yesterday. If Andahar didn't get hurt, I do agree with that tweet from Jack Curry that maybe you do send Andahar down just to get his head straight and then bring him back up like they did for Chad Green. But, again, I just worry, you know, with Paxson on the IL now, you know, who knows – Domingo's been so great, but who knows how long Domingo's going to keep this yeah, up. He's probably going to pull Severino and be good for the first half of the season and then just be tired in the second half. Hap has been solid. Yeah, he's been up and down. He's just, yeah, he's been solid. Uh, Tanaka is Tanaka. You take the good with the bad. He's either really good or really bad. Good yesterday. And it's the same with the same with CeCe. I mean, CeCe will get you through five, six innings, but you, ne- you never know how pretty it's going to be. Uh, so the Yanks right now in a good place, but 
Cautious optimism, I would say. It's going to keep month. getting healthier. And the fact that they're still like at the point that they are with the team that's been out there is, is a testament to Cashman more than anyone. And the fact that these guys... Are anyone just, who tries to tell me that Cashman's not a good GM anymore and it's just all about the money, blah, 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 uh, you're, you just don't follow baseball at this point. Dude, yeah. I mean, they... This team, like, it's literally like the next man up mentality and everybody... Just, to, like, the max, though. Yeah. And everybody just keeps playing. Everyone's hitting, you know. Um... And eventually they'll get healthy. Chance Adams is up this week. We'll see what Chance does with his chance. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I hate myself also. Yeah, Don't worry awful. about it. Moving to the AL Central, you have the best team in baseball. And I'm buying in on them from the beginning of the year. And I'm going to say that every week on the podcast, just like how Sam gives me crap for Tim Anderson every week. Uh, Tim Anderson is second in baseball in seals, by the way. Uh, your best team, your best team in baseball with a 25 and 14 record is the Minnesota Twins. The Indians are in second, 21 and 18, four games out. Tigers in third, 18 to 20, six and a half out. White Sox and the Royals bringing up the rear in the central. Again, I think the Twins are legit. I think Jose Barrios is a legit top 10, top 15 pitcher in baseball right now. The bullpen's deep. I think Jake Odorizzi and Martin Perez, whatever they did to change their mechanics, it's working. Pineda will be Jekyll and Hyde, but you take the good with the bad with him, similar to Tanaka, you know, another guy who gets killed by the long ball every now and then. Uh, but this lineup is just really good. Jorge Polanco is short. has been one of the best hitters in baseball. Uh, Nelson Cruz providing a ton of power. They're playing uh, Marwin Gonzalez all over the field. Jonathan Scope's been hitting. I think the Twins are for real. And I, the thing with the Indians, we were talking about it before the show, the pitching obviously is hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bieber and Bauer have been great. That could be a boy band, Bieber and Bauer. Yeah, actually. Uh, but Carrasco's been so-so, and Kluber and Clevenger are still on the IL. I think the worst thing the Indians could have done is this lineup's been terrible. Jose Ramirez yeah. just got moved down to fifth because he's hitting so little. I mean, Michael Brantley right now is an OPS in the 950s, 10 homers, crushing it for the Astros. And all they need to do is give him a qualifying offer because I can almost guarantee he would have taken it. Yeah, no, he's been ridiculous. But he was always good if when he could stay on the field. Here's a, something I want to point out. Uh mentioned Nelson Cruz before. Nelson Cruz is like low key like the best one of the top like five hitters in the last ten years. His stats. Can I incredible. can I include another guy in that discussion? Like the casual under the radar? Yeah. Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah. Same type of guy. They're the same player. I think you just uh, Edwin or not Edwin, but Nelson Cruz maybe more so than everyone just because he plays the game right and people seem to like him. I feel like people forget that he served an eighty game suspension. Totally. He loves steroids. I think the moral of the story is with steroids, and it, it pains me to say this, is as long as you're a good guy and like are friendly with the media, nobody, cares. nobody really cares. Like, Giambi towards the end, people kind of forget. Padded gets the free pass. Like, even Cano on some level. It's been like a year, David, but like nobody David talks Ortiz. about it. Nobody talks about David Ortiz a single time. Yeah. So Edwin Encarnacion is 36 right now. Mm-hmm. He's probably, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. probably going to hit 30 home runs for the two... Four, eighth straight year. If Edwin Carnacion gets around 500, Hall of Famer? Um, probably not. I mean, if he gets way over 500, but I don't think he will. I think if he gets to 500, he'll at least get chatter. Just because we're at the point where over an eight-year span, so we'll call that his peak, he's averaged 34 homers and 99 ribbies, and that's including this year's numbers. Yeah. So by the end of this year, that'll probably be like 36 homers and 103 ribbies. I remember when he was with the Reds. That was 
I mean, that was the Blue Jays when they built that team up yeah. and those couple years they made the playoffs. It was like they got him and Joey Bats off the scrap heap Should for nothing. 2010 Blue Jays? Oh, no, it's like 2012 when he was actually really good. Sure. This is the Blue Jays show. Let's see. 2012 Blue Jays. All right. Adam Ke- Lynn was on this team in playing first base. Oh, here's Kelly Johnson when I brought him up. And Yunel Escobar. Hell yeah. Brett Laurie. Remember how good he was supposed to be? Not really. He was the centerpiece in the... Uh, Omar Vizquel was on this team. Brett Laurie was the centerpiece of the Josh Donaldson trade. And then he proceeded to just do nothing. Eric Thames also on this team. Brandon Morrow. That was when he was a hard-throwing prospect. This was probably the one yeah. year he put it all together. Dude, this team, your Vitorialba. You remember Ricky Romero before he forgot to uh, remember how to throw strikes? Yeah. No. <laughs> Nothing I'm Ricky Romero. Brett Lowry had some great tattoos. That's the one thing I remember about him. I remember him just being like, like a nut. star on his elbow, I think. It was pretty cool. Dude. I was curious. A Danny Hatchamarie was on this team. Kobe Rasmuths. Anthony Goose, who's now a pitcher. Who would have known? There you go. Uh, moving along to the <laughs> AL West. Uh, yeah, that's my opinion on the Central. <laughs> yeah. All right, continue, sorry. AL West, <laughs> Astros are in first, 26 and 15. Uh, and then it's kind of just the rest. The Angels are in second at 19 and 21. Mariners kind of in free fall mode at third at 20 and 23. A's in fourth, Rangers in last. Uh, one note about the Mariners. Uh, the Mariners coming in today have now lost 11 of their last 13 games and were outscored 91-26 to in those 11 defeats. Uh, a big fall from Grace after a 13-2 start. We kept saying it would be fun to watch, uh, but they're quickly turning into the uh, Mets of the season. Yeah, they, I mean, they realistically, they just like aren't that good of a team. Like, no. They came out And high. we knew that. Yeah. My question about the West is, what record do the Angels need to get for Trout to win the MVP? 500. 500 needs the MVP. If they win, I'll go 79-83. The thing is, though, I just think with Trout, what we're going to run into more and more, it's a LeBron. It's the voters' fatigue. Yeah. Like, if somebody... We'll, we'll cut along to George Springer. Like, right now, George Springer's a leadoff hitter. 321, 400, 660. Uh, 15 homers, 37 ribbies. Send the table for the Astros. You know, if a guy like George Springer, who I'm not going to use the phrase came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but puts up MVP numbers when he never really has before, you know, they'd rather give it to a guy like George Springer on a winning team. Uh, rather than you know, give it to Trout for the millionth time. Thirty-seven RBIs out of the leadoff spot. Yeah, that's insane. Well, dude, their lineup is crazy. It's easy when you have below him Michael Brantley, Gurriel, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Reddick. <laughs> dude, he had went five for five with two home runs. Yesterday. Did you see that home run robbery Josh Reddick had the other day? No. JB, did you see that catch? Which one? That Reddick had against I don't remember who, but he robbed a massive home run. So. It was unbelievable. Look it up right now because I'd like to hear your reaction. Uh, so, yeah, I think the West, I guess the question right now in the West is over-under for the Astros if I put it at 100. You taking the over or the under? Oh, dude, I'm over. I think they're going to soar over. Dude, they're so good. And I just think this, so good. And this division so good. is just so, so bad. And the crazy thing is, in the farm system, they really do have reinforcements along the way. They got this first baseman, Alvarez, in 350. Forrest Whitley, who's the top pitching prospect in baseball, he'll be up around. That's a hysterical name, too. July, August ish. Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley. Packing Skull Wintergreen and throwing fastballs. Like Isn't there a UFC fighter? Forrest Griffin. Uh, Forrest Whitley definitely buys the tub of uh, <laughs> Stokers. Stokers, yeah, 100%. Forrest Whitley is like if you took Forrest Whitaker and Forrest Griffin and you had a baby. Hmm. That would be a 
terrible, terrible sight. Ugly baby. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker and a beat up UFC fighter. Mm. Moving along. Shit, what a catch. Sick catch, right? Yeah. All right, moving along to the National League East. Phillies in first, 23 and 16. Braves in second, 21 and 20. Mets, Nats, Marlins in that order. You know, the top, I think this is a division where the top is really going to change every week. Um, so I guess my question to you is. You know, what point do the Nationals turn it on? My question for you is, are you more proud of thinking that the Twins are going to be good or more disappointed if you thought the Nationals were going to be good? Well, I've said it. The Yankees and the Nats were my World Series pick two years in a row now. Um, again, I think with the Nats, I just don't get it at a certain point. You know, the talent's there. There's really no excuses. I know some guys in the lineup are hurting. You know, Soto's been on the DL. Your boy Anthony Rendon's been on the IL, excuse me, not the DL. But any team to me with Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin as your one, two, three, yeah. you should be at a minimum five hundred. You'd think. You'd think you win at least two of two. You win at least three five of five. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I mean, listen, I don't get it either. I mean, and I, I think at a certain point, it's a front office problem. Um, I mean, Dusty Baker, the two years he was with the Nats, twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen, won ninety five and ninety seven games, won the division both years, but they lost in Game Five of the NLDS both years, and he got fired. Uh, which never should have happened. And I think Davey Martinez is a good guy. He's a Joe Madden disciple, but he's probably going to get fired at a certain point uh, because the learners clearly do not have much patience as ownership. I read this in The Athletic. If the Nats fired uh, Davey Martinez, their new manager would be their seventh in 11 seasons. No manager has completed three full seasons with the Nats since the uh, learners took over in May 2006. Sheesh. That can't happen. No, nah, that's bad. So I think at a certain time, certain point, is it a continuity issue? Sure. Uh, but I think the Nats just need to play up to their ability. And that's all it comes yeah, down listen, to. Yeah, they're not hitting. I mean, I'm just looking at their lineup right now. They're and not- the bullpen is horrific. Yeah. Outside of Sean Doolittle. Dude, they're three guys. Like they're three stud pitchers. Like they're doing. They're holding it. Down. Corbin's holding up. I mean, Osberg too, and so is Scherzer. Scherzer's ERA is a little high, but it's if you go and if you bad. go to like the peripherals, like he's still striking out crazy amounts of guys. Yeah, it's just been some bad luck. Yeah. So we'll see if the Nats rebound. Uh, Marlins ten and twenty nine. This is quite the name. Which Relief one? pitcher Wander Suero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with his work. <laughs> he's pitched sixteen innings this year. He's a six one nine ERA. <laughs> It's like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if the Nats can get back. God, we are unreal at analyzing. The Marlins. Did I send you that thing where the Marlins, you know Chris Paddock, the guy on your fantasy team for the yeah, Padres, is really good? Yeah, he's incredible. So the Marlins all had at one point, they could have had Paddock, Domingo Herman, and Luis Castillo on the Reds, and they traded them all. Oh. I think it was Castillo was for Dan Straley. Paddock was a throw-in in some trade. I don't remember what. And the other guy, um, Domingo, was a throw-in in the Avaldi for Martin Prado and David Phelps trade. Ha, Martin Prado. Martin Prado. JB, what, are you, what are you saying? What are you saying to us the podcast, <laughs> JB? They traded Martin Prado. I was sad. He's a, he is a professional. Yeah. Just puts the ball in play. Good clubhouse guy. Nothing special, but solid ball player. Uh, NL Central. The Cubs... Are back. Wait, hold on. You know who Paddock was traded for? Who? Fernando Rodney. Oh, that's, <laughs> that objectively may be the worst of all three of those trades. So the NL Central, uh, a couple weeks ago we were talking about how much the Cubs were botching. And they are now leading the Central with a plus 54 run differential. It's third best in baseball. Uh, 24-14 and 14 record. Brewers, uh, two games back, 24-18. and 18. Pirates in third. Cardinals in fourth. And the Reds in last. 
the Cubs right now, this comes down to their hitting. Uh, Chris Bryant on base percentage is up to 400. Uh, made an adjustment in his swing where he is just mashing the ball again, which is fantastic. Javi Baez is a stud. Rizzo keeps hitting. Uh, Jason Hayward, good for him. He's actually been hitting leadoff for them as finally contributing offensively, which is great. Uh, but for the Cubs, what it really comes down to is these veteran guys are pitching great. Yeah. Cole Hamels has given them good turns every time in the rotation. Kyle Hendricks, the professor, he's throwing 81 pitch shutouts, which is still crazy to say out loud, especially in 2019. Uh, we were talking what about does 2019 what? have to do with that. Just because think of how many <laughs> think of how many guys walk. Think of yeah, how yeah, long yeah. every at bat is yeah, yeah. for a guy to go a complete game but throw pretty much 80 pitches. You know who's the best player on the Cubs? Wilson Contreras. He's good. He's amazing. Good. Is there he, any catcher who has stats like this? He he's probably going to be the NL All Star catcher, Henry Yachty. You see me? You looking at his stats right now? Read them out. Three hundred four, four seventeen on base, ten home runs, twenty four RBIs. And he plays catcher. That's what I'm saying. The lineup is deep. Bullpen still needs a little work, but Carl Edwards, since he got called up, is looking real good. Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards Jr. is his official name. Dude, he was a um, he was like wasn't he the final pitcher when they won the World Series? No, Mike Montgomery. Mm. He used to be a race car driver. Carl Edwards has a sideways hat. That is a race car driver, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy. Same, yeah, same guy. Could be. He pulls double Is this the same guy? No. <laughs> Are you serious? It's a race, could be a race car driver. All right, quiet down. For Dude, they're bit. starting pitching except for you, Darvish. It's been fantastic. Yeah. And I think the Central shows, especially... You know, the first half of the season, how much standings can fluctuate. Two weeks ago, the last time you were on, we were talking about how the Cardinals were the best team in baseball. I know. And now they're in fourth place. It's funny. We were talking about also, like, you mentioned how good the Cubs pitching has been. Like, we said that that was going to be a question mark for them. But, like, every these guys are all holding their own. Yeah. These studs, these guys have been studs. They're just pitching like studs again. And then in the NL West, Dodgers in first, 27-16. and 16. Pods in second. D-backs, Rockies, and Giants rounding out. The rest of the division... Dude, Dodgers' decision's been surprisingly good. Yeah, to me, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now, or at least the most complete team. And the rest, I think from here, it's just a matter of, I think the Rockies will be better than their record is right now. I think the Padres are for real. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the deadline. Uh, to me, a team with all the money in the world, once the draft's over, go sign Dallas Keuchel. Why not? And trade for Bumgarner. They will never trade him in division. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think the Rockies uh, will overachieve a little bit the rest of the year. And D-backs are hanging in there, 22-19. and 19, Had a big offseason of trades. Yeah. I mean, with Greinke and Robbie Ray leading that rotation, solid young lineup led by Christian Walker. We'll see what they can do. Dude, I wasn't on the show the week after uh, the Yankees played. Um, Diamondbacks. That, yeah, when Sabathia 3,000 tried. Actually, I was on the show. I just didn't mention it. But Greinke's uh, curveball. I haven't watched Granky like Dude, he throws a 68-mile-per-hour curveball. Dude, his curveball is insane. Granky is probably going to be the most underrated, no doubt, Hall of Famer of our generation yeah. when all said and done. You know who's got an unbelievable name? The guy who leads the Padres in home runs, Fran Mil Reyes. Is that how you pronounce that? He's a good hitter. Fran Mil. He had a monster <laughs> home run against the Yanks. Hunter Renfro's on his team. Hunter Renfro. He's playing great. Well, good. Greinke right now, I mean, we talked about Lester as a future All-Famer. Yeah. So Greinke's 35 and has casually pitched 16 years at the base. Yeah, he came up early. But 100, 192 and 119, so he'll have 200 wins by the end of the year. 338, 1.168. He's kind of close. He's got a shot at 250. And 2,492 strikeouts. If he finishes out this contract, which he will, he's probably got a shot at 3,000. Yeah. And the biggest thing that Greinke has going for him is he has the Cy Young. And again, I mean, that year in 2015 where 
any other year you have a one six six ERA and a nineteen and three record, you win the Cy Young by leaps and bounds. Yeah. But Jake Arrieta had the best second half of all time by yeah. a pitcher. Well, here's another thing about him is that he's already like evolved himself into like an old man pitcher too. So he could he go. always yeah he always had the location yeah. and like the finesse part of pitching. Yeah. Now he just throws less hard. But so you got a guy does. like Sabathia, like he's obviously still got it now, but it took him a couple of years to figure out to be an old it man. It took pitcher. CC a while to go to the Andy Pettit school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like a guy like uh, like Dranky at 35, he's got it. He like he's he knows how to be an old man already. It's true. He doesn't look, look like an old man though. He's got that long hair. Yeah. No. We traded Warren. No, we just let him sign a free agency. Mm-hmm. He has been very mediocre. Let's hear it. 17 and two-thirds innings, 4.08 DRI. All right. 16 case. So mediocre. Kirby Yates, though, is their closer. Kirby Yates has been great. Yeah. And some guys who aren't mediocre, we're going to go through league leaders right now in baseball. Uh, AL, Raphael Devers. Red Sox were real high on him coming into the year. Even hit him third. Young guy is really delivering 336, although DJ LeMahieu, hot on his tail, 333. And in the NL, Cody Bellinger, we're about a month and change into the year now, and he's hitting 407. Yeah, he's a joke. Uh, not much else to say about that. Uh, George Springer. Devers. I thought, I mean, he's still so young. He's going to be a Yankee, like your classic Yankees killer, isn't he? He reminds me of Manny when I watch him hit. He doesn't have the power, but except for that one home running it off Chapman all the time. Dude, what a way to be like a 19-year-old and enter the league and just hit an opposite field home run against the Yankees just against the best closer in baseball. It's awesome. Uh, we talked about Springer before, but he's leading the AL with 15 homers. And if it's not Bellinger in the NL, it's Christian Yelich. He's leading the NL with 16 homers. RBIs, you got Springer in front, 37 in the AL, 38 for Cody in the NL, which I guess puts it in perspective how good of a year Springer's having because mm-hmm. we've talked about how Cody's having this all-world start. And he's got more home runs than Bellinger and only one less RBI. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, his average is 80 points lower, granted. But but he's hitting 320. Yeah. Dude, the Bellinger hitting 407 is insane. Moving to the pitching side of things. Wait, here's something kind of funny. Yes. Number four in the American League in RBIs, Adalberto Mondesi. Not good, to be good, confused with Raul Mondes. Good pronunciation on his name, because I'm going to be honest, I thought his name was Alberto for the past two years. Hmm. There is a, is there is a, no. No, there is a D-A-L in there. It's Raul, <laughs> Raul's in prison for a while. Raul's in prison for a while. Tax. That's why, tax, sir. I think he killed someone. Not tax. Producer, can you look it up? Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got well, it. No, let, let the producer do some work. <laughs> Dude, Raul Mondes used to have a... Well, if he did kill someone, I just hate to say it, but he's the cannon for Absolutely, yeah. Probably the worst... Descriptor you could have used um, there. <laughs> Probably. He was also unbelievable in um, Backyard Baseball 2001. Also became a politician in the DR. Oh, he rigged an election, I think. Is that what it is? Currently a run... Mm. Alright, while you're looking that up, moving to the pitching side of things. Your AL... Corruption Corruption. Mm. Your wins leaders in the AL, Domingo Herman was 7, which is crazy for this early. And in the NL, uh, you have a tie between Zach Greinke, Hunjin Ryu, Zach Eflin, Max Fried, and Brandon Woodruff with 5 ERA leaders. John Lester, 116. Hey, you know I told you I picked up Zach Davies and Jordan Lyles of Fantasy. Yes. Davies, 154 ERA. Lyles, 2.09. Love it, but we're losing 4 nothing already. Oh, that's okay. Let's see. And in the AL, you got Tyler Glass now, 186. Save leaders, JB's boy Shane Green in the AL with 15. Former Yankee. Kirby Yates, 16 in the NL. And then War, AL, Mike Trout, 3.0. And Cody Bellinger has already eclipsed his career high. 4.4 wins above replacement. Any thoughts on the league leaders, fellas? Let me ask you something. 
I have a thought, but speculate. No, no, no. Mine's not really. Mine's not about baseball. Oh, okay. So mine's Mitch Garver. Catcher for the Twins. I just picked him up in my other league. I'm I'm starting him today, dude. All their catchers, him and uh, a studio. What the hell? The hell did he say? Williams, a studio. A studio. El Tor- La Tortuga. Yeah, he's a turtle. Dude, their catchers are hitting a combined like three fifty. So is Mitch Garver, Garver is he the play? Like, well, I think he'll get the most reps at catcher because a studio. How do you say it? A studio. A studio. <laughs> a studio. So it's like uh, studio with an A. A studio. A. a. Astudio. Astudio. Because Astudio, uh, despite the fact that he is a mammoth man, they play him at third, first, and throughout the outfield. Good, so Garver's going to play, is what you're saying. So Garver's going to get playing. He has to. He's hitting the crap out of him. I know. Him. It's unbelievable. Speaking of people hitting and pitching I, the crap out Oh, yeah. I, give I, your thought. Can I now give my thought? Yeah. Um, so I was just browsing Twitter to look for some fun baseball facts, and I stumbled across something that Alex quote uh, tweeted. It's a video of what it would look like if the biggest asteroid in the oh, solar yeah, system collided with up. Earth. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we'll just let it ride. <laughs> and, no, I think that's an appropriate reaction. This entire <laughs> did you see, uh, going hand in hand with that, did you see the tweet that uh, Bill Nye said the planet is ready to effing explode today? Um, I mean, probably, yeah. Did you see the size of this asteroid? Because <laughs> Is it the size of Uranus? I mean, I don't know, if JB, if you saw this. Yeah, I saw it earlier. The thing is, like, the size of the state of New York. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big ass. Damn, that's a big state. <laughs> I don't think it's real. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, it might be bigger than the state of New York. Well, there's no way it happens. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Alright, Chase, back, back on track here. Sorry. Baseball. No, this was, that was a relevant uh, life discussion. Yeah. Well, hey, man, sometimes planets explode, other times... Stuff. Baseballs explode. Baseball explode. So a guy who was not allowed a baseballs to explode this week, uh, this past week, we're gonna do our players of the week real quick. Um, Hunjin Ryu. Uh, so Justin Turner hit three home runs in a game for the Dodgers last week, and that wasn't the headline because Ryu threw a shutout. <coughs> um, he threw a Maddox, which is when you throw a shutout on under a hundred pitches, uh, ninety-three pitch shutout, which was fantastic. It was a third complete, third career complete game and a second shutout, uh, and then Ryu followed it up. Yesterday, with seven and a third no-hit innings against the Washington Nationals, highlighted by Cody Bellinger throwing Steven Strasburg out from right field, 93-mile-per-hour throw to first base. It was awesome. Uh, so Ryu really making noise for the Dodgers, and that's big because if you have a guy like Ryu stepping up, Kershaw can just pitch. Yeah, He doesn't need to be the Clayton Kershaw that he used to be. Uh, another guy we have to give a shout-out to, Gio Urshela, who three times last week put the Yankees either ahead or tied the game up. Uh, game-tying two-run homer in the ninth inning on Tuesday. He had a go-ahead two-run single in the eighth on Wednesday and a bases-loaded two-run single on Thursday after he was intentionally – or uh, Gleyber Torres was intentionally walked so they could pitch to Urshela, and he came through big time. Uh, Urshela coming in today was hitting 375 with 10 ribbies with runners in scoring position this season. I read an article about it. We were talking about him today. So the Yankees are the biggest analytics team in the league with 20 guys. You read that article on The Athletic today? Yeah, of course. And they <laughs> Top said, five finds. Yeah. <laughs> and they said um, they, have, they have modules for every player, and they've never, they didn't have any modules that predicted what Urshela is doing right now. Like, this was so out of his realm. Like, not even thought of. You know what they say, Not even best-case scenario this wasn't. This wasn't even it. Yeah. I mean, he's been, uh, he's been unbelievable. I mean, I, I'd like... I, he's one of those guys that, you know, I, I didn't even, I never heard of him coming to this year. I had not really heard of him either. I knew him. Indians and Blue Jays, I think it was. Yeah, he never, 
Big guy over here doing, eating yeah. his fruit salad, knowing about yeah. Gio or Shella. Yeah, that's a good. That's what I was going to say. That looks bomb, actually. Fruit, fruit salad? salad? Fruit salad's my nickname in high school. Or was it Gio or Shella? <laughs> that's a great nickname. Um, yeah, dude, he's been ridiculous. You know, I also don't know why Hyun Jin Ryu, whatever, however you pronounce it. Eugene. Doesn't, you, yeah, why doesn't, why doesn't Eugene Ryu wear a sideways hat? He's over 250. He's over 250. He's a large man. He's a big boy. Yeah. Big Korean guy. Is he? Oh, yeah. North or South? I hope South. I think you know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> this is... that last Yesterday at the game, I was watching because it was a no-hippet with my dad. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I still don't know the answer, so I'll get your guys' opinion. If they showed this one specific Korean woman in the crowd at the Dodger game like seven times yesterday, okay. gotta think it was Ryu's mom for Mother's Day, right? Are you sure it was her mom every time? It was the same person every time. I'm 100% positive. Hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I would think so. It you would think day. so, he right? He pitched yesterday? He pitched yesterday. Yeah, dude, 100%. Had to have been his mom, right? 100%, yeah. All right, cool. Um, Zach Eflin, another player of the week. Uh, the 25-year-old right-hander for the Phillies threw a shutout for a 7 nothing victory over the Royals. Threw first pitch strikes to 19 of 31 hitters. Uh, walked non struck out 7, 4 hits allowed. But my question for you guys is, so this was Eflin's second complete game of the year. Will any other pitcher in baseball match him? With complete games? Two complete games. I mean, for record, I think last year the complete game leader was two or three. You know, I don't really know. Uh, I think somebody will match him. Yeah. You think someone will match him? Yeah, definitely. Sam? Once, like, once like Scherzer gets yeah. going. How about we get our, our boy DeGrom going a little bit? He helps out the fantasy squad with a couple complete games. I have Scherzer on my team. They have Edwin Diaz. Elite closers are real bad for complete games. Yeah, both the Mets are going to start giving him run support to let him finish him out. So you talk about another guy who's elite. Garrett Cole, uh, this week against the Rangers, went six innings and struck out 12. But here's the thing about Zach Eflin. Sure. We talk about Shane Bieber. Zach Eflin. It's like uh, it's like Zach Efron and the other guy, Bieber. Justin Bieber. It's a stretch. Bauer. I like Bauer. Bieber. Bauer and Bieber. It rolls off the tongue. It does. But imagine, I bet you Zach Efron and Justin Bieber, that ticket... Must go, must be gone. Would go for like five hundred bucks. Let's see, easy at the garden. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a dry seat in the crowd. <laughs> a dry eye in the crowd. Yes. A whispering eye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Garrett Cole this week struck out twelve in a one-run outing against the Rangers. Uh, he now has five games ready this year with ten-plus strikeouts a season. You know, I feel like Garrett Cole is a free agent that doesn't get talked about, but he'll be by far, along with Rendon, the biggest fish out there on the market. Uh, do you think the Astros let this guy go? Uh, I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to keep him. I don't, no, I don't think so. Why would they, I mean, if they can afford him, they'll belong. Do you think Garrett Cole is the starter that the Yanks finally break the bank to try to get? He'll be under 30. We picked him way back in the first round out of high school and didn't sign. I would love for us to get Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. Um, he's the kind of guy, like, listen, like, the Yankees, when they break the bank, it's normally for a pitcher, I feel like. Is that, I mean, a reasonable claim? Yeah. To knock us I feel like it's for a relief up. pitcher nowadays. Well, these days, because they re- they have all those analytics guys, and they realize you don't really need starting pitchers to go that long anymore. So, True. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see them doing it. I can also see them not just because of that. They have so many relief pitchers, they don't want to break the bank on a starter. No argument there. Um, one last player. Severino to come back. 
I agree. Who knows? One last player of the week. I know we've talked a lot about George Springer, but on Sunday he became just the third leadoff hitter all time to have at least five hits, two home runs, and five runs scored in the game, joining Matt Carpenter and Tim Tuffle of the Mets in 1983. I've never heard of Tim Tuffle. He's on the uh, 86 team. Uh, on a somber note, just real quick, we're a baseball show. we got to cover the good and the bad. Uh, we want to send our best wishes to the Phillies family. Uh, Phillies chairman David Montgomery passed away last week at 70, 72 years old after a five-year battle with cancer. Uh, Montgomery turned his Phillies fandom into a job with the team sales department in 71, worked his way up through the Phillies organization, and ultimately bought the club along with co-owner Bill Giles in 1981. He became team president in 1997 and held the position from two th- until 2014. Uh, and a huge guy for the city of Philly, uh, Citizens Bank Park was built in 2004 under his watch, and the Phillies won the 2000. 2008 World Series and made it in 1983, 93, and 2009. Uh, so thinking of the Phillies, uh, and one other note, I didn't realize the Phillies had been owned by one ownership group for that long. Yeah, I didn't know. That you I know could. Bill Giles' granddaughter. She went to the U or no, Westport. I worked with her. She cool. Yeah. I didn't know that you could be a salesman at a team and then end up buying them. How did that work out? So He's got it. He sold them. a lot of tickets. Hmm. I don't know. So it seems fishy. It was the 70s, man. Anything can happen. I guess. That's uh, pretty sick. I want to buy a team just by being a salesman. <laughs> Should I try that? You can go for it. I'm rooting I'll for it. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. So, moving to the AL West, Mike Fires. Uh, I'm just going to get this question out of the way right now. So, he threw a no-hitter the 300th all-time. But before we get into the details... Who is the most unlikely player in baseball history to throw two no-hitters? Mike Fires or Homer Bailey? Homer Bailey. Well, no, his name is Homer Bailey. So you think it's Homer Bailey? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, no, I mean, listen, Mike Fires is a better pitcher than Homer Bailey ever has been. Homer Bailey was good enough, though, with the Reds. He got a $100 million contract. Don't forget that. I did forget that. In fact, (laughs) I don't even know if I ever knew that. (laughs) It's hard to forget something if you never knew it. Yeah, no, that's true. So, that's crazy. How did he, who paid him that much? Why would they pay him that much? The Reds, because he was a good young he pitcher. He had two good seasons. I guess that's all it took. Um, but fires through a second career no-hitter, holding, ironically, the Reds offense at bay Tuesday night in Oakland. The right-hander yielded just two walks while striking out six on 131 pitches. Uh, now was in a game that was delayed due to a lighting malfunction in left field. Uh, Fires was in danger of losing the no-no with two outs in the sixth when Joey Votto skied a fly ball to center field. But center fielder Ramon Laureano jumped the wall and caught it, robbing Votto of a homer. Uh, this is the guy, Laureano, with the crazy arm in right field for Oakland. This guy's an absolute stud defensively. Uh, he's the 31st pitcher with multiple no-hitters to his name. Uh, and he's the first no-hitter of 2019 and the first since James, James Paxton. No-hit the Blue Jays on the same day last year. Hmm. How Inter- about that? Interesting fact. Um, must be the uh, must be the day where, where no hitters are happening. So, what well, what day was last How Tuesday? <laughs> so last Tuesday was May seventh. So May seventh of next year, we got to find a crazy prop bet on Bavada, mm-hmm. and in doing so, we need to bet that there's going to be a no hitter that day. I feel like we can get ludicrous odds. I'm in. You want to know what Homer Bailey's record was last year? One in fourteen. He was historically bad. The fact last that year. that guy's thrown two no hitters. That's but pitched well against the Yankees in his one start this year. Well, he's been better this year. But one in fourteen is that is not good. That's like borderline. You consider retiring. So a couple fun facts about the no-hitter uh, from MLB Stats. Mike Fires threw 131 pitches to complete the no-hitter. The most in a no-hitter since Mike Fires threw 134 in his first no-hitter in 2015. Uh, from Andrew Simon, the past seven no-hitters have been 
uh, thrown by AL pitchers have come from the AL West, but none have been against an AL West opponent. And to me, this is the most incredible one from uh, Randy Carlston. Mike Fires threw a second no-hitter last night. J.D. Martinez is one of MLB's best hitters, and both attended D2 Nova Southeastern for college baseball. Wow. Nova, where is that? I have no idea. I kind of just thought it was in Canada. Where? Nova Southeastern, let's see. It's probably like South Florida. Boca. How do you know that? I know everything. You love Boca. I love Boca. JV, that's how you know you're Jewish is when you love Boca. <laughs> how do you love well, Florida Fort so much? Fort Lauderdale's oh. Miami. Don't you just yeah, get so Florida. sunburned every time you go to Florida? And I get sunburned in New York. When you, hair, when you don't have hair on your head, you get sunburned. I think he needs to meet Maz, and they need to discuss the merits of long beards and bald heads. Yeah, yeah, so you Maz get is in significantly better shape than you are. <laughs> well, should we bring up the discussion point from before? Well, so we were, walk- <laughs> so we, were- <laughs> we were walking by like a deli by your apartment, and they had one of these things where it was like the flat belly shake for perfect abs. <laughs> I put the over-under on I would have to drink 1,500 of those shakes and nothing else <laughs> we for me to have perfect dabs. We just did one every hour until he died. Would he have perfect dabs or not? <laughs> wait, all right, so what's the deal with it? It's it's like, there are they like a meal replacement or it's like the idea is you drink one? Wait, we can go get them right It's now. literally next door to your apartment. We could go after. Should we go test this theory out? They're going to be so terrible. Well, so, here, so what's my question? So is the a meal replacement or is it like if you drink one, you, your abs just get flat? I think it's that. It's not that. There's no way it's that. It it's, might be a mega laxative. It's definitely a meal replacement. Yeah. So, you, so figure you have to drink three a day, right? And just poop my brains out. So you would probably need, if you were going to, oh, this is all you were eating. I think 10,000 is a good number. 10,000. How many days is that? Let's see. 10,333 <laughs> days. Well, no, because that's 10,000 shakes or 10,000 days. He said shakes, but I guess you can do days. That is nine years worth of those shakes. All right, well, I'm That's, not... like, probably reasonable. Yeah. Dude, no, you know what? It would be less than that. If you were eating diet shakes every meal, every meal for nine years, first of all, you'd probably die. But second of all, yeah. no, you wouldn't die. Dude, I got to think I'm dumping out five pounds a day. Yeah, dude, I think... I think if you had a diet shake for every meal for the next two years. No, wait, we're talking like abs? Five years. <laughs> 10,000 shakes it is. <laughs> well, yeah, well, put you at 5,000. That's a lot of shakes. All right. So a guy who might need some protein shakes because he's uh, hurting right now. Tyler Glass now, who's mm-hmm. been arguably the best pitcher in the AL so far. He was placed on the 10-day IL with a mild right forearm stream and reportedly missed four to six weeks uh, in recovery. Didn't look great against the Yanks on Friday, but you could see as soon as he gave up his pitch in the sixth inning, uh, he gave up back-to-back singles to Sanchez and Clint Frazier, struck out Glaber Torres, and then as soon as that happened, uh, he said he was just really tight for a couple pitches. No pop, uh, but he brought out the front off, uh, Kevin Cash and the trainer right away. 25-year-old entered the game with a 6-0 record and a 1-4-7 ERA in seven starts. Really looked great. Uh, and I guess my question with this is, you know, we talked about the Rays before, but now they really only have two starters in Blake Snell and Charlie Morton. The opener is great, but how long do you think the Rays can keep this up? Uh, Just from a pitching standpoint. Yeah, I mean, like, so he's out for six weeks, figure. I mean, it's not going to be four. It'll be six. Um, but it puts a huge toll on what they have going for them. Like, even some of these openers, like their guy who opened for them Saturday, uh, Ryan Stanek, he opened for two innings and then pitched an inning of relief yesterday. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, un- it's totally unsustainable. Like, 
I don't know because it's kind of unheard of type of thing, like how long it, it's going to fly for them, but not for long because you can't have guys pitching every single day, mm-hmm. you know? Like these guys are going to end up pitching 100 in like 20 games. It's true. All right, milestone wrap-up from this week. Bunch of uh, round numbers were reached. Albert Pools recorded his 2,000th career RBI with a solo home run in the third inning of the Angels game against the Tigers on Thursday. He's only the third player in baseball history to drive in 2,000 or more, joining A-Rod and Hank Aaron. Uh, and a fun fact, he drove in himself on the, his first and 2,000th RBI because uh, he hit a home run. Somebody good. posted on Twitter, like, oh, Albert Pools drove in the same player. And I was like, who the hell were they talking about? And then, F me, I guess, right? Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, they, that could honestly be like a, like a GMAT question. Yeah. You know? So Pools is tied with A-Rod for the most 100 ribby seasons ever with 14. Uh, he topped 100 for the first 10 seasons of his career. But the fun fact is Pools has never led the majors in RBIs, and he led the league in RBIs only once. Wow. Dude, he was like just always consistently a top three player. He was, the, he was not the machine. He was just Albert. Yeah. Great commercial. Great commercial. Freaking fax machine. I don't know if you about. do it justice. Of course not. But if after you listen to this, take two minutes, look up ESPN Albert Pujols machine commercial. The robot voice is way creepier than I do it justice for. Yeah, I think that yeah, I mean that's actually really interesting that he only led the league in, in RBIs once, but he was just always consistently in that like forty five to in like a hundred fifteen RBI always. range. Uh, and interesting enough, there was a bit of a saga with the fan who kept caught Pujols's home run ball. Um, Originally he said he wasn't opposed to giving it back to Pools, but then he decided to keep it. Uh, and the Tigers announced that the ball can't be authenticated by MLB, so now it's worth nothing. Uh, at first, Pools said he could keep it. It's a great memory for him. I mean, we play this game for the fans, and it's a piece of history that he's going to have for the rest of his life. Uh, so Pools handled it as good as you could. Because mm-hmm. if I had that happen to me, I'd want the ball. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Uh, the fan Eli Hides later said on Thursday, uh, or excuse me, on Friday, that he will give the ball... Uh, the first he'd ever caught at a game to Pools or the Hall of Fame. He said, I slept on it. All I ever wanted was to sleep on it. I slept on it, and I woke up, and I think Pools is a class act. Uh, Hyde said he doesn't want any money for the ball. Um, he basically said that he didn't hand it over because the Tiger staff pressured him into giving it, and he was like, nah, screw you guys. Tigers have, of course, denied it. Uh, but Pools is you know, holding true to his thing, and he's saying, I'm not upset. He can hold on to the ball. So, Albert Pujols, class act. Good guy. But I guess I'd be a class act, too, if I was getting paid $25 million to do he, very he, little. He actually cares where that ball went. He doesn't give a damn. He's, you know, He's also made a lot of home runs. Yeah. But I think that says more about the fan. The fan's one of those just, like, stubborn guys doesn't want to be told what to do. I hate those people. Yep. Also, you could blatantly be like, yeah, I'll take some cash, or, like, season tickets next year, or, like, give me a signed piece of everything that you ever... I'd want a game-worn jersey. Yeah. That would be for me. You could get the... You could probably trade... Signed. You could probably trade the ball for the jersey he wore that day signed. I would just want the picture of me ripping JB's chest there outside. (laughs) By Albert Pujols? Yeah. That'd be sweet. Dude, JB, that's a great idea. We should print out, like, a hundred copies of it anytime you see a famous person just has them signed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like one like big one and just have like anytime we it's like a samurai it. sword signed by Randy yeah. Jackson yes exactly not that that again? Step Brothers yeah 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 <laughs> not not yeah. Randy Jackson's like, yeah. yeah so a guy who do- who's on his way to 3,000 hits Robbie Cano had his 25th 100th hit with a first inning ground roll double against the Padres last Tuesday he's the 101st member of the club and currently has the third most hits among active players trailing Pulos and Miguel Cabrera so look, Let's I think 2,712. 
So look, I think Cano is going to get the 3,000 because he's going to play out the life of the contract. Uh, so I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Is there any shot that Cano is a Hall of Famer no. given that he failed the drug test? No, if you get suspended for 80 games, you don't make the Hall of Fame. It's too bad. Yeah. Still the sweetest left-handed swing I've ever seen. I miss Griffey, dude. Cano, dude. I, I just miss, loved. I kind of miss Robbie. Because, yeah, we talked about Griffey the other day, but by the time we saw Griffey, he was like old back pain Griffey. Oh, yeah. But you can go on YouTube and watch this way. Sure, but like, had the home but I would like go watch, watch BP when we were like twelve years yeah. old, and that lefty swing for Cano was just—he had the best swing in baseball for beautiful. And him and Beltran, don't forget Beltran. Yeah, so it's not twenty-five hundred hits, but Felix Hernandez got his twenty-fifth hundred strikeout. Um, he is a thirty-sixth <laughs> pitcher in Major League Baseball to do it. Came in the second inning against the Red Sox this weekend. Uh, per the Mariners PR department, Hernandez is the sixth youngest MLB pitcher to reach the mark, trailing only Hall of Famers Burt, Burt Blylevin, Tom Seaver, Pedro Martinez, Walter Johnson, and Nolan Ryan. He should retire. So yeah, he was just placed on the ten-day ten-day IL with shoulder uh, problems. And it's just too bad to see Felix because he was so good for that stretch, and the Mariners were so bad. And it's just a career. He's going to be done at 34 just because they ran him into the ground in his 20s. Yeah, dude. That's what happens these days with these guys. They, My they... dad loved Burt Blylevin. Burt Blylevin. First player. Dutch player in the Hall of Fame. Burt Blylevin? He's from the Netherlands. No way. Another guy who took way too long to get in. He It took him until his 15th year of eligibility, but he had 287 wins and 3,700 strikeouts. The Netherlands, that's a hell of a country, by the way. Hell of a place. Sam's going there uh, wow. tomorrow. Are you? Wow. Amsterdam. We'll be back for the next pod, though. Not to worry. Oh, my God. I was yeah. shivering in my boots. You going to get a waffle? I'm definitely going to get a waffle. Yeah. Dude, the Stroop waffles. Oh. Yeah, damn. There's a lot of good stuff to do there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Another guy did a good thing. Chris Sale had an immaculate inning. Uh, he struck out absolutely nasty. three Orioles on nine pitches in the bottom of the seventh of Wednesday night in Baltimore. Uh, he's It's the 96th known immaculate inning. And here's a crazy stat to me. <coughs> there have been roughly... 4,200,000 innings in MLB history and just 95 immaculate innings, according to Ryan Spader, which equates to one in every 44,211 innings. Yeah, that's wild. We're going to look at that and say this is sales turning point. Yeah, I mean, he's just been ridiculous the last couple of days. There's the last couple of outings also. It's so annoying. I thought he was, like, hurt and, like, done. But of all those feats, so the craziest is Joey Gallo. Uh, last Wednesday, he had his 100th career home run, a two-run homer off Pirate starter Nick Kingham that cleared the seats at PNC Park, breaking a scoreless tie. And per MLB.com, Sarah Lang, Gallo was the first player in baseball history to reach 100 career home runs before 100 singles. Uh, he had 100 career homers and 93 career singles, and the previous mark was held by Russell Brannion at 172, uh, so he obliterated the mark. Last time I was on the show, we, you were talking about him meeting the MVP. He's a candidate. She doesn't hit a lot of singles. You know who else didn't hit a lot of singles? Mark McGuire. That's a good point. He also did a lot of steroids. Mark McGuire had 583 home runs and under 2,000 hits. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, and food for thought. Through 377 career games, Joey Gallo has 93 singles, 523 strikeouts, and 100 home runs. Ichiro's 93rd single came in his 74th game. His 523rd strikeout came in his 1,276th game. And his 100th home run came in his 1,851st game. Dude, 40% of this guy's hits are home runs. It's unreal. That's crazy. All right, we're going to do a rapid rundown for the rest of our notes. Uh... Dodgers have said that Cody Bellinger will be an outfielder full-time now. He won't be a first baseman, uh, which, one, is incredible that you could be that athletic to move from first base to center field. But, two, do you guys think being an everyday outfielder is that much less taxing than being an everyday first baseman? No, it's probably more taxing. That's what I thought, too. 
first base, I know you have like the bang bang plays and the positioning, but well, they probably don't want to risk that, like the the, one the collision and he yeah. gets hit. Like just they're like, just going to probably tell him to not dive for any balls and he'll be fine. I feel like Bellinger's value spikes even more in the outfield yeah, than compared so to first too. base. Yeah, I think so too. Another guy whose value uh, you mentioned him before as the number one guy in fantasy, and he hit a home run today. Shohei Otani, he is back. Uh, prior to today, hadn't done a lot, but he just homered, as we mentioned a few times now. Uh, but my question is, if he struggles offensively throughout this year, Angels aren't going anywhere. They're not a playoff team. At what point do they maybe say, you know what? You're not doing it with the bat. We're just going to let you rest the entire year and start fresh next year so you can focus on just fully rehabbing and coming back strong. That depends on how many tickets they sell. That's true. Angel Stadium's nice. I've never been, but it's first. kind of a pain to get to because it's in the middle of Orange County, but it's a nice stadium. Listen, they have Trout. Like Trout's going to sell tickets, but like so, Otani will sell more tickets. James Holzhauser, uh, the Jeopardy champion, threatening Ken Jennings uh, and his streak. Billy Bean, who is the inventor of Moneyball. For the uh, record, I was right. The Yankees aren't playing tonight. Yeah, it got rained out. Oh. That's not that crazy of a thought, dude. It's been pouring out all day. I know. Uh, so Bean thought about Holzhauser. My first thought when I saw him was we have to get this guy in baseball. It's the same thing that he is doing. It's bringing order to something that's inherently chaotic. If he's ruining Jeopardy and if we ruin baseball, then ruin away. If you were front office, have you guys watched this guy in Jeopardy? I have not, but I've heard plenty. All right, JB has because JB knows yeah. all. JB, would you hire James Holzhauser to be in, in your front office? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I would hire him in a heartbeat. He's a guy who clearly doesn't care about emotion, analytic-driven, and he is crushing it. What's his deal? Where's he from? He's a professional Mars. sports better. Oh, really? That's yeah. so sick. He's really good he at real betting sports. He's got to be. Yeah. His brain is a computer. Damn. So we mentioned it before, but on Wednesday's game against the Mariners, uh, Yusei Kikuchi uh, pitched great, had a no-hit bid into the six, seven and two-thirds. Um, scoreless innings, four, or excuse me, one run ball against the Yankees, but had a huge wad of pie tar on the inside of the brim. And a lot of people said it's not a big deal, you know, because all pitchers use it, and some hitters even prefer it because it means pitchers aren't going to plunk him in the head with a fastball. Um, but at what point, because this was in pretty clear sight and Boone didn't really seem to care, at what point do you think it needs to be so obvious and such an issue that the MLB steps in for a pine tar related incident? Who was the guy with the hand on his neck? Pineda. Pineda. Yeah, did you say that? I didn't say that. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's like... uh, Like, that's about as much as you can do. Like, I don't know how that doesn't get called. But I guess that they just don't care. You think it's just at the team's discretion, too? If the team doesn't care, why should the ump's care? Exactly, yeah. All right. Edwin Jackson, a guy who I think has played for the Mariners... Uh, he oh, got traded. Was good Even if you didn't know, he had a fifty. Things. You literally have almost a 50-50 guess now. He got traded uh, to the Blue Jays from the A's for cash considerations, uh, and he's now on his record 14th big league team. Uh, is this amazing or really sad? It's amazing. You think it's amazing, dude? He's had like a solid career. I think it's a mix of amazing and sad. I think it's great that you've stuck around that long and, for, and played for 14 teams, but there's, there's I feel like I feel like on a personal level, book. that's got to take a toll on. Oh, you. totally. It probably. St- Probably sucks, but he's in the record books. It's true. He's from Germany. Is he now? Yeah. He threw like a crazy no-hitter. I think he threw like 154 yeah, pitches and walked yeah. like eight guys. I remember that. Epic no-hitter. And our last point, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, Ken Rosenthal th- said that Mad Bum has submitted his eight-team no-trade list. And it's the Braves, Red Sox, Cubs, Astros, Brewers, Yankees, Phillies, and Cardinals. Uh, all teams who are playoff contenders. Now, uh, to be clear... He could still accept the trade to one of those teams in all likelihood would. This is just leverage for him to get a little bit more money 
uh, or some compensation if he gets traded. That said, uh, do you think Mad Bum will be traded to any of those eight teams? And if so, which one? Um, I mean, I think the Braves make a lot of sense for him. If they're still around, he's from North Carolina, grew up a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. You know, the Braves just need an ace. The lineup's good. Yeah, I mean, it would make a lot of sense. Um, and, like, they're right in the thick of things in the East. So. It's just jarring to see a no-trade list with those eight teams. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like, I don't really understand it either because he's not going to resign with the Giants. And he's going to get more, apparently, if he gets traded, then he's not, like, do like he doesn't, he's not The qualifying the offer pick, goes away with Which the is trade. what screwed Keiko this year. He should want to get traded. He should want to get traded. 100 million percent he should want to get traded. Like, I get that he probably has his, like, roots there and doesn't want to get up and leave, but, like, at a certain point, it just makes, like, if you're going to leave anyways, you might as well just get traded. And if you're the Giants at this point, I know you've had a great run with Mad Bum and that core with three World Series, but you got to just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, I think so, too. You have to just rip it off and call it a day Mm -hmm. because you're not going to compete for a while, and at a certain point, you just need to start the rebuild. I'm with you. All right, guys. Any concluding thoughts for this week's show? I need a nap. I got one. Yeah. You guys see Cubs activated Addison Russell this week? Oh, so I actually. And then day of also. Oh yeah, that was a... a fan from the stadium for doing. The yeah, we probably game. should have talked about that. That was like totally not cool on the Cubs. Like, yeah, I. The, the teams, the again. teams looking really bad for anything involving Addison Russell, just yeah. because they're kind of playing it off that it's no big deal, but it's it a, is a huge it's deal. A huge deal. Because this was. And again, I'm not condoning what Chapman did by any means. But Chapman, you know, sparks flew, but he never actually hit his significant number. Addison Russell, there's like evidence of him hitting his wife yeah. multiple times and like reports that she was afraid to report him because of what would happen to her. Yeah. Uh, to me, this guy, it's a PR nightmare. And the fans booed him. Like, it's pretty clear that nobody wants this guy here. Just move on. He's not even that good. Yeah, it would be one thing if they needed him, but. Not all all that's that, happened like, since he left is Javi Baez took over at short and has become maybe the best shortstop in baseball. It's it's really it's it's ridiculous that he is still playing. All right, we're gonna end on a positive note though yeah, with the Cubs. Did you see Javi Baez slide in the third where he's just straight it's looking? At, he's just straight looking at the cool, camera like this. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I guess nobody can see me, but he's just looking dead into the camera. Yeah, Javi was, Baez has more swag in his pinky now than I do than this whole table does yeah. granted we're I, a bunch I, of white Jewish kids but no good thing I'm on the couch yeah. it's true JB has a lot of swag JB's <laughs> got a lot of swagger yeah alright cool alright now any concluding thoughts um, that noise has got to stop that's, that's all I got alright cool uh, we'll be back next week for lucky number episode 13 uh, go Yanks let the rain go away so we can get some baseball Please. in Doubleheader on Wednesday, so that'll take up a good chunk of my workday. With Alex Spector, Sam Beck, and our friend JB on the couch, my name is Chase Fedorsky, and this is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Just to come on by If there's anything that she could do